0: Hello again, this is Attorney Sean McLaughlin, and I'd like to welcome you to Law for Life, a program designed to provide useful information about the law as it relates to real-life situations and from a Christian or biblical perspective as appropriate. Law for Life is sponsored by Trinity Law, a local law firm, available at one 866 464 5297 or online at yourlawfirmforlife.com. On today's program, we are continuing our discussion of an important family law topic. We're in the middle of a series, actually at the start of a series. And uh, I've invited back attorney Michael Zapatella. He practices widely throughout South Central Pennsylvania in the area of family law. And please understand uh, for all of those of you who are listening, uh, this is not a paint by numbers. This is not a how-to Uh, you know, seminar or talk. Uh, This is rather uh, a discussion so that you can help um, those people that you know who may be going through this. Maybe it's yourself, and it will help you to understand what they're going through and maybe give them some needed support and assistance. Now, uh, Michael, last time we were discussing uh, property division during the divorce process. Mm -hmm. Now, is the division
1: of property always, is it always 50-50? It depends. Um, How the marital property is divided depends on several factors, and the biggest being need, which means the person earning the higher amount of money is likely to get a lower percentage of the marital assets. In many cases, the assets are divided between the husband and the wife differently, um, that 50-50, and if that's all the factors line up in favor of one spouse over another, including the one spouse earning a great deal more than the other, the marital property can be divided in a very lopsided fashion, even as weird as 90-10.
0: Wow. Well, what are some of the other factors beside, quote, need in dividing up marital property?
1: Well, there are several factors, as I stated, including age, uh, the number of years you have until retirement, health status, educational achievement, contributions made to the marital assets from the inheritance and other sources, any wasting of assets with gambling or other loose living and all those sorts of things. Are uh, all divorces no fault? Probably 99% of all divorces are no fault these days because obtaining a fault divorce requires a complicated and expensive hearing, or a series of hearings on the issues of fault, in addition to all of the litigation and proceedings on dividing up the property, and therefore it's much more expensive and time-consuming to obtain a fault divorce.
0: Well, am I going to get more of the marital assets if my spouse, let's say, has committed adultery or done something terribly wrong?
1: Unfortunately, no, not really. Uh, Fault is not an issue in the division of property and is only a very small factor in determining alimony and therefore, considering the two together, fault is virtually not a factor in dividing up property. Wow. Well, how are alimony and property distribution
0: related then?
1: Our courts like to have divorces to be, I guess, as clean cut as possible, which means that the parties have no financial dealing afterwards, if possible. Therefore, our courts try to make a lopsided distribution of property to take care of the much lower earning spouse's needs rather than have alimony if possible. However, if the parties do not have significant assets to take care of the lower earning spouse's needs from a lopsided division of the property, then the court can award alimony and the amount of alimony would be more as the property is the amount of property would be less so that they are in what mathematicians call an inverse relationship.
0: Okay, well, if my spouse and I, let's say, are thinking of separating, when should I come see a lawyer like yourself?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Since many of the results of a breakup of a marriage Um, are because of actual separation process. You should see an attorney before the separation has even occurred. At worst, you should see an attorney immediately after separation has occurred because there can be issues arising concerning marital property being removed from the home, who is responsible to pay for what marital bills, etc.
0: Okay. Well, does Pennsylvania have a separation statute
1: No. uh, Unlike Maryland, our neighbors down south there, we do not have a separation statute. Therefore, the courts will only deal with the division of marital property and those kinds of things as part of the divorce proceedings. However, the courts will likely deal with child custody and child support without a divorce decree.
0: All right. Well, Mike, you mentioned uh, uh, courts. And next time, what I'd like to talk about is Pennsylvania's family law courts and how they're arranged. uh, And then we'll continue with that discussion thereafter. Okay. We want to remind the audience that nothing said on this Law for Life program is intended as legal advice as each person's situation is different. If you have a legal need, please see an attorney. You can freely listen to today's program or any past program or series on our website, yourlawfirmforlife.com. That's yourlawfirmforlife.com. Just click the resources tab. Inquiries about the program can also be directed to the local law offices of Trinity Law. Toll-free, 1-866-464-LAWS. That's 1-866-464-LAWS.